Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's been a while since I've gotten on here. Um, this is the Barnes University podcast, Barnes University radio. And, you know, this is post um, la- the Last Dance documentary. And, you know, if you're on social media, if you're on Facebook, if you turn on the TV, you know, if you're on Instagram, Twitter, there's a consistent debate on who is the GOAT in the NBA, like NBA history GOAT. And, you know, let's just be frank and let's just be precise here. Like, I've done this before and, you know, it's it's remained somewhat consistent um, throughout my whole opinion of who is the GOAT and stuff like that. But for whatever reason, people love to only include two players and those two players are LeBron James and Michael Jordan which I don't understand and a lot of people who played the game in, in across multiple decades and eras don't understand why the late great Kobe Bryant isn't included in that debate and here's why I have several different um you know I made a video maybe seven years ago um just to preface this I made a video maybe yeah I think seven years ago almost to the date um, maybe, you know, yeah, basically seven years ago about how I broke it down legacy. I broke down legacy. I broke down God given traits and abilities, which I call it the magic wand or God's wand theory. And then I broke it down into perception. I broke it down into media. I broke it down into statistics. I think, um, that I, I remember and all of those concluded that I, you know, everybody had their own category in which they were number one in. And just to preface once again, I think that LeBron James is the best all-around basketball player that I've seen. You look at his size, you look at his passing ability, his ability to score. Um, I just think that when you want any type of thing done, you send LeBron James out there to do, especially the the dirty work near the basket and, you know, on defense closer to the basket. You know, the God-given ability as well, the size, the leaping ability. You know, I always say LeBron James is basically Magic Johnson, um, Karl Malone with a sprinkle of Vince Carter. That's LeBron James. He's he's Magic Johnson, and he's Magic Johnson, Karl Malone had a baby with a sprinkle of Vince Carter. And that is and to it to to credit him, that is an amazing thing to be. You are the combination of a lot of great players in this league, a few great players in this league. Um, so best all around goes to him. But the factor here's what will this what eliminates LeBron James from being the greatest, the GOAT to me. People like to credit him for going to the NBA finals, what, eight times, eight straight times, a total of how many ever he went to. You know, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I understand how much people people love facts, but facts are skewed when you're not relaying real life eye tests to situations. So excuse me if I don't know the exact times he's run to the finals. It doesn't matter. He's only got three rings. That's the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter how many times you get there. It doesn't matter how many times you, 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 you know, how close you were. It, it matters how many times you won. And at the end of the day, that's it. Three rings. And we want to talk about 
the ability to get there eight times. The Eastern Conference has not been competitive since Michael Jordan left. There's literally only been a few teams to win out of the East since Michael Jordan retired. The first, well, the last, his last tenure with the Bulls. There's, there's been the Pistons. There's been the Heat. There's been the Raptors, the, the Cavs. There hasn't been many Eastern Conference teams to win the championship. So for that matter, during the 2000 to 2010s, the Western Conference was the most competitive in history. I think they garnered so many 50-win teams, so many 60-win teams. And I think that's the biggest stretch in, in NBA history. Now, statistics, like I said, team, st- team, st- team statistics matter, and you kind of have to play in what what um, era it was. But when you look at the 2000 to 2010, that era had a little bit of everything. It had the 90s uh, uh, flair, or or it was it basically created uh, a lot of of the next MJ talk and a lot of guys that that carried on that MJ legacy in terms of flash and flair and competitiveness. And then it had the new age guys on the back end who are incredibly athletic and charismatic and, and, and things like that. So that era, and this is a perfect segue to talk about Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan was the Western conference. What was the toughest conference to get to the NBA finals? You had to go through the Spurs. You had to go through the Lakers. You had to go through the Nuggets. You had to go through the Mavericks. I mean, that's tough. You had to go through the Jazz. All those teams were formidable. In the East, LeBron James, his biggest adversary was the, were the Celtics. And then he went to the Heat, beat the Celtics. And then the biggest adversaries became the Raptors, who were a great regular season team until they got Kawhi Leonard, who was a closer. So the East, people forget that, that the East is a weak conference to get to. So stop trying to hype up LeBron James's legacy of getting to the finals that many times when he wasn't even in a very, uh, as, as competitive, I should say, um, conference as, you know, even Kobe or MJ. That discredits him to me. You only got three. You got there in a very weaker Eastern conference and you lost, like I said, that's why I preface it with LeBron James being great, the best all around. You can't discredit the rebounds. You can't discredit the passing ability. He's the best big man passer after Magic. You know? And uh, that's it. You know, as far as scoring ability, great at driving to the basket. Has developed a jumper. Um, doesn't take many three-pointers, but is, 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 a, is highly efficient, I'd say. For a guy his size, only thing is free throws. So let's kind of temper that. And when you talk about like um, um, human emotion as well, Jordan and Le- uh, LeBron captivate people on the most basic level because for for one, they're very relatable, very charismatic. Kobe wasn't that. In terms of, to me, in my opinion, Kobe Bryant, I got his humor. I got his personality i got it some people didn't um but what i mean is universally relatable just got joking 
smiling all the time. Kobe Bryant was the same way to me, but a lot of people didn't like maybe the 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 depth of his intellect may, maybe made them feel inferior or at times uh, on the court maybe was um, a little bit too chauvinistic for them. Okay, cool. Um, so was everybody else, but I think that LeBron and MJ masked it a little bit better. I think public perception helped it as well. Um, I feel like the the games of Michael Jordan, the games of um, LeBron James, their 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 playing style at the most basic human level, people enjoy above the rim play. When you watch football, who are you gonna like? The fast, the fastest guy, the most slender built guy, or you're gonna like the guy that's thickly built running over people. You're gonna like Walter Payton, or you're gonna like Chris Johnson. You're gonna like Marcus Allen, or you're gonna like Earl Campbell. And that's where people can be split. But I think the highest degree of people you ask them is gonna be a physical runner, just like in basketball. Their favorite player is gonna be above the rim player because subconsciously. We as humans love physicality, dunking and stuff like that. So when you have a player in this day and age and just like Michael Jordan, who dunks and just have so much flair and big body and what we call, quote unquote, beasts, that's always going to be in the forefront of. That's always going to be in the forefront of people's minds, you know, in terms of. How you view something being the beast Kobe Bryant's game, although early in his career, he was very above the rim, but he always had a slender build. Even when he put on weight, he still didn't have the broad shoulders of MJ. His hands wasn't as big as MJ. Um, his his muscle, his muscle mass wasn't as as uh, high or his body fat percentage, I should say, wasn't even as low as MJ's. MJ was a freak. LeBron is a freak. Kobe is a slender body, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six guy that put on muscle who in the basketball world probably isn't a very unique body type, but yet he achieved so much. But like I said, at the basic core level of human nature, they love LeBron James' personality, Michael Jordan's personality, charismatic, and then the above the rim game. It's a lot more relatable. It's a lot more carnal for people. Kobe Bryant was an assassin. He was a little bit more sleek. He was a little bit more, you know, slender and, and agile and wiggly. And, and it was more finesse than it was force. And people love force. People will probably in sports and viewing sports, being a spectator, you, you, you probably enjoy force more than finesse. That's why down the line, this is another subject, but the but the but the legacy of the Warriors being a di- dynasty will probably not necessarily be questioned, but people will not necessarily hold that much weight to it because the way they did it was considered finesse. But that's another story. So when we talk about LeBron James, his whole legacy, it is it is about timing as well. Michael Jordan and LeBron James had some of the best timing in, in their sports to come into the league. Le- Michael Jordan came in at the perfect time for athlete at his talent level and the way that the world was transitioning. Michael Jordan came in at, at, at a perfect time to where agents were trying to turn team basketball players, team or team sport athletes into 
basically their own brand. He came in at the perfect time. He comes in 10 years earlier. He's not doing those type of deals. He gets a Nike deal to become and becomes basically the brand of Jordan where they think he's going to make three million in year one or three million over four years. He makes one hundred and almost one hundred and thirty million in the first year. Like this is unprecedented things. Then he comes into what will become the Internet age, which will become the global branding age where now everybody in the world is wearing a Michael Jordan jersey. And then he comes into the 90s where Magic and Bird are no longer there. So naturally, the league is doing a reboot. And here comes Jordan to take over a whole decade. The timing is perfect. You look at LeBron James, who comes in after Kobe Bryant has been in the league seven years, sharing the spotlight with another top 10 Hall of Fame player. Mark, I mean, LeBron James comes in. Yes, he has pressure. Yes, it's the Internet age. Yes, it's social media. And he and he did what he did. He took teams to the finals. He did what he did within his time span, seven years, almost to the date of a new person emerging. Maybe it's Steph Curry, whoever is the new, because it's only natural the NBA grooms the next guy who's going to be the face of whatever. And there's a conspiracy within there as well that I have to throw in because 2011, when Chris Paul was almost going to be a Laker. People forget that about Kobe's legacy as well, that Chris Paul was going to be a L.A. Laker, but it got vetoed. The first veto of a trade. Now, trades fall through all the time, but it got vetoed by the commissioner of the league. Never have I seen that in, in, in professional sports. That singular move, in my opinion, in the way that the NBA was transforming in my opinion that would have gotten Kobe probably his sixth ring it might not have been in 2011 but these 2012 2013 seasons where Kobe Bryant was at his in my opinion his 2013 season before injury Achilles injury he was playing his best basketball since I don't know when probably before Powell got there he was playing his best basketball so that's another conspiracy, but I believe it was vetoed because David Stern knew that it was time for LeBron James to emerge. If it, if LeBron James would not have emerged in that time frame, then they would have the NBA as a whole would have wasted a great opportunity to make a lot of money from LeBron James being the face. Kobe Bryant was going to stretch out that window as long as he could, but it had to take some type of astronomical force to stop him. So we look at timing. LeBron James comes in 2003. Everybody know who Kobe is now. People with short attention spans are already looking for whatever's new. And then that's when Kobe Bryant, obviously the Lakers are on the downfall. And Kobe Bryant had to endure three to four years of, you know, um, whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, the depths of the NBA uh, records in terms of like going down deep, you know, being uh, low seeds in the West and stuff like that, getting knocked out by the Suns, things of that nature, um, wanting to get traded and then eventually climbing back to the mountaintop. How many times has any athlete considered a goat had to climb back out of the depths 
of purgatory. That's the word I was looking for. The depths of purgatory to climb back to the mountaintop. Three straight finals attempts, but I'm gonna count the two that he actually won. I don't. LeBron hasn't had to do that. All his rings came in relatively a short, compact period of time. Michael Jordan, all his rings came in a relatively short, compact period of time. Kobe Bryant's distance between his last championship and then the next two runs were what seven years. Eight years he had to wait and he climbed back to the mountaintop. And as you can tell, you already know where this is going and who I think the GOAT is. The level of difficulty, perfect segue, the level of difficulty in which Kobe Bryant has had to face his whole basketball life, his whole basketball life and what he has overcome gives me, I used to, listen, I used to say this is my thing. LeBron James was the best all around. Michael Jordan was the best player. And then greatness, my definition of greatness is storyline, accolades, plus level of difficulty. I used to say Kobe Bryant is the greatest of all time. Michael Jordan is the best basketball player of all time. And LeBron James is the best all around. I stick with LeBron James being the best all around. But the best player and the greatest, I'm sorry, MJ. A lot of times people have recency bias. And whatever, to me, in a way, MJ shouldn't even be in the discussion because he's one of the founding fathers of this new era, of this new age athlete. It's kind of hard because of what he's done off the court and in the inspiration he's provided, to me, does more than what he did on the court. I know that's probably hard for some to imagine. I'm not going to penalize what... Jordan for what he did, but I think Michael Jordan, I mean, Kobe Bryant took everything that Michael Jordan did and perfected it. You look at, when you talk about Michael Jordan, most times you can't say Michael Jordan without Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen, the guy who was the teammate, the partner in crime with Michael Jordan, said it himself that Kobe Bryant, the guy, listen, you guys don't know how in-depth this is. Scottie Pippen, friend of Michael Jordan. Teammate of Michael Jordan, if they're friends, if they're even still friends, but the guy who saw him every day, worked every day, says that Kobe Bryant, from watching his tape, was better than Michael Jordan. And that's really what it's supposed to be about anyway. The younger version of you, the younger version, somebody younger than you, is supposed to take what you did and perfect it and take it to another level. That's what Kobe Bryant did. A lot of people want to just... If they don't give Kobe the greatest, they want to just give him the label. Probably the best thing is some people call him the greatest, but the second best thing is they'll say he's the the greatest uh, difficult shot maker of all time. Okay, just that fact there that he finished top five in scoring of all time. And trust me, if he didn't have Shaq, he probably had ended his career number one all time in scoring. But nobody's had to defer to a Hall of Famer. Like Kobe Bryant has had to. And some of these things that, that Kobe Bryant went through in his career was sometimes it was self-afflicted and sometimes he just overcame it. Nobody has went through some of the real life situations that Kobe Bryant has had to deal with when you talk about um, what happened in 2003 and then you talk about um, the Achilles tear and then just coming back from that and dropping 60 to say goodbye in his uh, retirement game. Against the Jazz, that last game, you talk about 
having a trade, getting vetoed. You talk about all of these things. His starting center going down and getting injured. Andrew Bynum still trying to figure out how to win games. You look at all that. Didn't quit. Didn't have to retire and come back. There's the, the fortitude, the drive, the ability to overcome real life things and to be consistent, to never leave, to never waver, to sacrifice. He didn't go out drinking all the time. He, you, the only time you saw a cigar in Kobe Bryant's mouth was when he was winning a championship. This guy dedicated his life to the game of basketball. And to not consider him in the GOAT debate because of your carnal, basic level um, intuitiveness, it makes no sense. It makes zero sense. It's recency bias. It's irresponsible. It shows your intellect because you're not doing enough deep dive. Now, a lot of times I feel like Kobe Bryant's essence, his aura, because of the sacrifice because of the intelligence that he bestowed, it gives grown men, beta men, an inferiority complex that makes them feel less than. And everybody else, like Jordan and LeBron, doesn't make them feel that way. Why? Because we talk about being personable. We talk about the, the electrifying dunks and things of that matter. Kobe Brown went through one of the toughest era in the Western Conference. Won five championships during that decade. In the hardest of the history of the NBA, one of the hardest conferences, got to the final seven times, won five. Five is only the thing that matters. I can't listen to the beta males who keep on leaving Kobe Bryant out and to the beta males who who probably made that list and put him at number nine. Just because he brings out the inferiority in you because you couldn't wake up at 4 a.m. and do the workouts that he did. You couldn't make the 1,000 shots made. You couldn't come back from broken hands and a torn Achilles in real-life situations in, in the courtroom. It, just because you couldn't do it doesn't mean you should neglect the fact that Kobe Bryant is the greatest, greatest NBA player to ever step foot on the hardwood. He is the most skilled player to play the game. He is the. Yes. I'll accept that. He is the best. Difficult shot maker. Example. If LeBron has 42 points. 10, assist, 10 assists. And 12 rebounds. Michael Jordan has 40 points. 10 assists. 10 rebounds. Kobe Bryant has 36 points. 5 rebounds. And 6 assists. Most people will say that LeBron James had the better game. Michael Jordan had the second best game. Kobe Bryant had the third best game. But when you look at the the way that all those players played in their prime, nobody's going to say and look back at how the eye test shows you that Kobe Bryant's 36, 28 of those, 26 of those points came off of difficult jumpers with men in his face, with hands in his face. Difficult jumpers, 18 feet and out, mid-range to three-point line. People are not going to point out that, that basketball is about buckets and the most difficult shots are longer from the, the hoop. More distance, more difficult to shot. But you look at LeBron James, 42, or Michael Jordan's 40 points. 
And nobody's negating their all-around ability, their all-around game. But you look at the fact that 42 and 40, and let's say LeBron James, 30 points came in the paint. Less than three to four feet away from the goal. It was dunks and layups. You look at, you look at Michael Jordan, the same thing. His game was close to the rim, mid-range game. He had a mid-range game, I'll give him that. But it wasn't on Kobe's level. He's a better finisher. Both of them are probably better finishers around the basket because they're bigger body, bigger uh, uh, extremities to do things. Kobe Bryant wasn't a slouch either, but you don't think of the higher percentage of the points that LeBron gets. A higher percentage of the, the points that MJ got was near the basket. Kobe Bryant's points came in the perimeter, which is a more difficult shot. The level of difficulty and skill needed to accomplish what Kobe Bryant accomplished across 20 seasons, which the players that we're mentioning, nobody has gotten to 20 seasons yet. Michael Jordan finished at, what, 15, something like that. Michael, I mean, LeBron James is still going at year 17 or 18. People always talk about how great LeBron is playing at age six, I mean, year 17, Kobe Bryant's year 17 was 2013. It was damn near one of his best seasons he ever played. So can we say that about these others? Others? You probably can't. But this is just something that you have to go to the grave unless somebody, hopefully myself, can, can, can link up with somebody and truly show that Kobe Bryant was not a slouch. And the reason why he's being slighted is due to a lot of things he cannot control. And he, he was at peace with that. And he, the fact that he was at peace makes me a little bit at peace, but it pisses me off at the same time. The greatest basketball player, and I, I'm a big Kobe Bryant supporter, obviously. But till about a week, probably a week ago, he was not my greatest player of all time or best player of all time. He's been my greatest. Remember, for me, greatest is storyline. Nobody has a better story, a basketball story, in my opinion, than Kobe Bryant. From the beauty of it to the artistry of it, even his demise is, is a story that is etched in stone as, as almost like a Greek god. It's almost like a, it's almost mythology, his whole story. That's, what's, that's greatness to me, accolades plus storyline. Best was Michael Jordan up until a week ago. Kobe Bryant is the best basketball player, best NBA player that stepped foot in that league. And that's really it. Anybody want to contest that and come with your your statistics and all of this and yada, yada, you can come. But I know who I want taking the last shot at the end of the game. I know who I want taking my free throws. Yeah, all of that. I know who I want in the game of horse. Yeah, all of that. That's just it. And I've, I've never said that. I never, I, it's never been a clean slate. Now, I can't say that Kobe Bryant is a better all-around player than LeBron James. I can't say that because the only thing making it, the difference is LeBron's size. And, he, and LeBron literally just, he has a knack, a God-given knack, and that he's worked on. His mindset as well, got to give it to him, as being a great passer, great vision. But best in all in all of that, LeBron, Michael Jordan, it doesn't seem like I've been giving him much, but I said he was a founding father. 
without Jordan, there's no Kobe. Without Kobe, there's no LeBron. Without Jordan, there's no LeBron either. So he's a founding father. His mystique is one of the things that makes him so special because you don't know much about him. He escaped the major um, times of the world where people were, you know, everybody knows about you. That eliminates mystique. You know what I'm saying? Mystery is a big part of perception. If I don't know a lot about you, I want to know more. The less I know, sometimes the better. The more I know, sometimes you lose that mystique. You lose that mystery. I know about you. LeBron James will never have a mystique other than like if you really want to guess what he does on a daily basis inside of his house. But we know he's one of the most open athletes that we've probably ever had. So gregarious and, and funny and open. Michael Jordan retired. Every time he retired, he went out into the darks and the depths and to not be wanting to be bothered. I don't blame him. But, you know, that's all that has to be complete, con- concluded when you talk about the greatest of all time. Now, to conclude it, the last minute, who was my top five? Because that was a list that was going out. Or what's my top ten? Now, off the top of my head, they may be jumbled. But from what I remember when I just jotted it down real quickly was that I, I had MJ when I made it. But I'm going to go with Kobe Bryant at number one. Michael Jordan at number two. LeBron James, number three. I think I had number four, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Number five, I think it was Bill Russell. Um, Number six, this is where it got a bit different, Magic Johnson. And I think maybe Magic was five. Maybe Bill Bill and Magic was five or six. Seven, um, had Shaq in the top ten, just one of the the forces um, of the game. I had at eight, I think I had Bird, nine, I had Malone in my top ten. A lot of people don't have Malone. The reason why I had Malone in my top ten is because the guy finished second. He did something right. You know, I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch much Carl Malone tape, but the guy finished second all-time scoring. He did something right. He admits he probably wasn't as skilled as a lot of, you know, like a Charles Barkley or somebody like that. But he he outworked him. And for him to finish second of all time in Utah, yes, he had one of the best passers of all time in John Stockton. But that that's that's a phenomenal number. He has to be in the top ten at nine or ten. And then um, I don't know if a modern day guy snuck into my top ten. Can't really recall. Um, you know, if I if I was to say a modern day guy. That would sneak in or even during Kobe's era. Um, I don't know. It's Tim Duncan. You know, a guy like Tim Duncan who had as many rings as Kobe. And a lot of people don't know how much of a beast he was. I mean, he had 20 and 20 type of games. 30 and 20. He could rebound. He had a decent mid-range uh, game. A great hook. Um, used the backboard. I mean, Tim Duncan was amazing. And all those guys like Bill Russell, these are founding fathers. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, they got rings. They got success. There's no there's no Kobe, there's no Jordan without those guys either. You know, so that's my that would be my top 10. My top 5, I think top 4 is definitely solidified. I think Kareem doesn't get enough, you know, for 6 rings and then this is we're, not, we're talking about the NBA. 
but just the level of success he had in college as well is just, you know, it's admirable. So with, you know, with that being concluded, I think that is the proper way to look at the GOAT debate. Any other way is childish. Any other way is irresponsible. Thanks for tuning in to Barnes University Radio, Barnes University Podcast. Share this if you think this is the best. It's, a, it's 30 minutes. It's just like any other show. It's it's less than the Last Dance documentary. You're going to want to listen to it. You're going to, whoever shares this and got to it this far, you're going to want to tell your peers to listen to this whole thing. This is the best way to view this discussion. It has to be. And then for the nerds who want to go into the super hyper analytical stats, you can do that. You, you can you can break everything down and you can say this and that, but this is the realest way, most transparent way to view this. And then the level of difficulty. You you send this to any NBA player, I'm pretty sure they're gonna agree to it. Because you gotta understand there's a human element to actually playing the game. Did I play in the NFL? No. But am I a competitive person in, in sports? In basketball and football and played the game at what I would say a high level at the levels that I played? Yes. Do I understand the game? Am I a student of the game? Yes. You know, a student of sports, the sports that I am versed in? Yes. So I think that it, that it holds some type of weight. So anyway, thanks for listening. Definitely share this. Get it into the hands of somebody with some clout and some intelligence. Because we're we're on the we're on the come up. Thanks for tuning in once again. Peace.